Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am the host for the evening. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray. And joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. How you doing, Dalton? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I think we figured out the audio issues. Yeah, we're, we're working through some tech issues. It's two nights in a row, first with CCW Live last night, and then now uh, with Dalton sounding like a man for once. Uh, it was actually a very refreshing change of pace, but I don't want to lie to the people, Dalton. You're you're a bad person. You're a bad person. I, you know, I do what I can. <laughs> um, we have, I'm actually very, very excited for this episode because there is a ton to talk about. There's a ton to jump into. We're going to be previewing WrestleMania Backlash. We got video game news uh, from AEW and WWE and Up Up Down Down, which to me is like the most exciting part of the week for me, if I'm being completely honest. But before we get into everything, a little bit of ring setup like we do each and every week. We start things off with the power of positivity. The internet is a terrible place to be sometimes. Uh, so much unnecessary negativity and vitriol. And we want to do our little part to combat that. So we start every episode with just something that makes us happy in wrestling. Someone that we appreciate. Some, uh, you know, A good segment. A wrestler that we like. Anything like that. And we encourage you to do the same. Go, go to Twitter and just tell... Someone that you think they're doing a good job. And mine this week is more of a local reference, but it is one that's very well deserved. And it goes to Lord Farmer Billy Hills. Uh, people who are familiar with CCW are very familiar with Billy Hills. And even people who aren't familiar with CCW will be familiar with Farmer Billy Hills. But people don't know just like how much he does behind the scenes for CCW. Oh, yeah. He is the one that's keeping times. He's the one communicating with the referees. He is helping a lot with the tech setup in the back. And he does a ton. Um, but unfortunately, he did get hurt at this last Saturday show. Um, I don't want to give a bunch of details on that just because I don't know what all he really wants out there. And also, I don't have a ton of information on it. But I just want to send just a big thank you and I love you and feel better to Farmer. Because yeah. he's someone that has supported us from day one of our involvement in CCW. Him and Sarah both. Yeah. And I want to pay that back in what little way that I can. Um, whenever I started, I, I shared it fairly recently, um, like late last year. Or I guess around September of last year. But um, the uh, Beauregard goes to Billy Hill's farm vignettes mm -hmm. that Stride Pro Wrestling did. Um I shared that because, like, Billy is the main reason that I got a character in that company. Um, somebody else was supposed to do that whole role. Like, I, I feel like I've told you this story before, Asa. But I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it was supposed to be somebody else. Um, and basically, uh, I went to Dallas in 2018. I came back from Dallas. And, like, this is when I was training. Like, this was in the middle of the summer, so I was off work. And I was training like two times a week, trying to do like go to shows to do extra training and stuff. And I took one week off that week, that summer to like not do that. And it was to go to Dallas to see my friend Andy. And Dallas is like a 17 hour drive. So we got back. It was a Tuesday night and a Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning, I get a phone call from Billy at like eight o'clock in the morning. And he's like, hey, we're doing this thing at uh, Beauregard's because it was Jay Wellington Beauregard's. It was his brother's farm. Mm -hmm. um 
and he's like, hey, I need you, like, can you get dressed up in your work clothes and meet me at this address at this time? And I'm like, yeah, I was over it. I was trip lagged. <laughs> um, I do that whole video on like maybe five hours of sleep. And I trained the night before, like got back from Dallas, trained that night. And then I was like, all right, Wednesday sleeping. Um, get woke up. I do that whole thing super tired, not irritated, but super tired. And like that whole vignette is probably the main reason that I got a, a spot at that company as early as I did. Um, so, and like that shirt, the best assistant ever shirt, like that was, that wouldn't have been a thing if it wasn't for Billy. Um, Sadie got it designed for me, but like, I wouldn't have gotten, I would have, wouldn't have had that character if it wasn't for Billy. And it wasn't even meant for me. He was just like, all right, cool. This person flicked Dalton deserves it. Let's go. Um, so he's somebody that I'm always grateful to. And like some of my, like he was my first match, um, because I was super freaked out because I got told, hey, you're wrestling tonight. And I told him and he told the booker, like, I want to wrestle Dalton. Um, like, he's always taking care of me. So, yeah, no, I'm perfectly cool with uh, your 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 power of positivity is a damn good one. Yeah, because uh, I'm always I'm always uh, I'm always up for talking about Billy Hills. Um, mine's also a local reference. Um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it a little bit, but my power of positivity, and I'm not doing it cause you're across the camera from me, but I, I'm going to give it to you this week. Um, mm -hmm. for the, Oh, nope. You don't get to shake D your head. No, fuck disqualified. you. Nope. nope. Fuck you. I get to say it. I'm going to, I'm going to say nice things. So like you're, this. you're going to fucking listen. Um, because, uh, we, and we'll talk about it in a second, but, uh, you were a fucking hell of a promo. Uh, on Saturday to the point that you shocked me like three times when you were standing like face to face with me. There was like two or three times where you actually made me jump a little bit and I had to no sell it a tiny bit, but you did such a good job for somebody that doesn't do it in front of a crowd. Like you, you obviously know how to talk in a wrestling sense, but you're never like in, like you're in front of a crowd, but you're not in front of a crowd. Like you're not the person that people are 95% of the time looking at. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily worried about you at all, but I was oh, like, you should have been. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't. I was like, aces got it. I didn't think you had it to the level that you did. And like, I, and I might've told you this that Saturday, but I was so pissed off that there was a microphone in between our faces. Cause I wanted to tell you how good you were doing in real time, <laughs> but I couldn't be like, cause I forgot what you said to me, but you said something and I want to be like, Oh fucking good. But I couldn't say it because I saw the <laughs> microphone. Like, because I'm really bad about telling people how... Well, it's not bad, but, like, I am a person that has no problem talking in the ring. Yeah. Like, not on a microphone. Like, to the people I'm in the ring with. Mm-hmm. No, because you, like, you talked to me a couple times, like, when you had me in the hole and stuff. Like, yeah, reminding I, me to do stuff. Yeah, I'm very good at communicating. Like, I've been in the ring with people and they're, they've even said, like, you're really good at saying exactly how you feel in the ring at any given time. Which again, that's a good and bad thing. Cause I like at CCW, I've wrestled brand new people and uh, like Frodo, the one time I worked against him, he told <laughs> me, he was like, you're really good at just talking while in the ring. Like you're always super calm. Like, and I mean, you, you finally got to hear it. Cause I was like, whenever I had you in the crossface chicken wing, I was telling you like, don't fucking fall, like mm -hmm. start dying. Like I do things like that. And I wanted to tell you, like, I forgot what you said, but the phrase, oh, that was fucking good, came in my head. And I tried to say it, and I was like, that will get picked up on a microphone. 
Um, yeah. But you did such a good job on Saturday. And I don't think enough people are going to give you the credit you truly deserve for that segment. Um, like, cause you made the, like, you did such a good job and I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a second, but I was so proud of you, like as a whole for that, like that moment. Um, I don't think that it would have worked for me as well if you didn't do your part and you did your part times 10. And, and we'll, and we'll go ahead and talk about it now. Just so th- those who don't know, uh, cause I know like Dylan will be listening and he could make it to the show. Um, so this past weekend was CCW Homecoming. It's our local promotion here in Missouri, here in Cape Girardeau. And it is where we have done like the majority of our experience with wrestling, at least for me, like Dalton has wrestled other places. I've done commentary for other places. Dalton actually wrestles. Um, I do commentary. Our friend Shannon does, uh, did ring announcing and now he wrestles and manages. And it, we, we started strictly from PWU. Like yeah. we started as a podcast, there was a local wrestling company starting up and we wanted to talk about it because we were super excited and that led to us getting a part of it. And so on Saturday, Dalton has since turned heel and he's been, he's been healed for a couple months now. And the, the story was that, you know, he's been blowing me off. I can't get any answers from him. So after his match on Saturday, he demanded an in-ring interview. I cut a promo, which this was actually my first in-ring promo. Like I've done, I have done in-ring interviews that are essentially, okay, Jeff O'Dell, Billy Hills, Marco Stunt, like whoever it is that I'm there with, I will ask a question and then just kind of let them run with it. And then it turns into their promo. And I'm totally cool with that. And you saying that like, I'm not going to get the credit I deserve. I'm not worried about that. I don't, I, the, the focus on that segment shouldn't be me. It should be you because that's what the goal is, is to get you over um, but so what we did is Dalton demands an in-ring interview. I cut this promo on him and then to try to convince him to, to, to be a good guy again, he fakes me out with a hug, turns me around to shake Kevin Cade's hand. And then he puts me in his submission, the crossface chicken wing. And, uh, then he shoves me into Kevin who puts me in a headlock and they cut my hair. So now my hair is short uh dalton is despicable and my goal to get you to be the most hated person in ccw boy what an unfortunate night to try that because in the main event of ccw that's worth pointing out uh is marco stunt turned heel rejoined the pinnacle cut just an absolutely amazing promo as well and is like i'm very very excited to see where this goes so if you're oh yeah i think if you showed up to saturday's show I think you got a really good lore building. I think we did a good job building up a lot of different storylines, a lot of different character arcs. Um, I'm hoping this makes it online somehow because there's it, a lot of things. Our segment will for sure. I'm not going to bother Mandy with it because she's getting married on Saturday. Oh, yeah, no. But once she gets back from the honeymoon, I am going to ask her to like send it to whoever to get it either like i at least want it like from her footage because sadie did film it like i do have sadie's video um which i don't know if you've gotten a chance to see that or not i can send it to you but um i i do i it would that first that part as far as i know will 100 percent get posted and we'll share it on the on the social media yeah um but yeah no so and again it's one of those like I was super grateful, like, the whole time of this, and I'm not being mean when I say this, but whenever you pitched it to me, I was like, yeah, we'll do it, Um, just knowing how things in wrestling work, and, like, the things that I'm, 
was told I'm going to do and the things that I end up doing are sometimes two completely different things. So you say it and I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. And in the back of my head, I'm like, we're not going to fucking do that. And (laughs) it didn't become, I think you could tell when it become, became real to me whenever I start like just checking on you about it the whole time where I'm like, Hey, are you perfectly fucking cool with this? Like, I want to make sure that you're totally cool with it before we go through with it. Um, and like, I'm so grateful that we were given that opportunity because you've never gotten physical in the ring before. And like, this will, might be a one and done that this might be the most you ever do in a physical standpoint in ring. It, it will be. And I'm suit, but like I, and I've told you this privately. And again, this isn't meant to be a, a jerk off session, but it's just, it's how I feel. And I don't like, I'm not the amount of uh, honored. I am that you chose me for it. Because that's what happened. Like, he asked the booker, said, I want it to be Dalton. The booker agreed. Um, and, like, I was honored for you to say, I want it to be him. He, like, I could use it. I could, I did need it a lot. That helped out immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me a confidence boost uh, that I very much needed. Uh, because of just how I felt with everything. I wasn't quite sure of everything the way it was working. Um, but that I think was the one thing I needed and you were more than, and again, you will never get the credit you deserve for that segment. And it's annoying because you did such a damn good job at that segment. Um, but yeah, no. So it was, it was probably, it was one of the more memorable moments I think I'll ever have in ring. And one of the ones I'm more grateful for, and it wouldn't have happened without you. Um, so like, uh, thanks a bunch. No, it was it was fun, and I'm just really I'm just glad that I didn't shit the bed and that it came across well. So yeah, you but, and you did the exact opposite of it. So yeah, there was my <laughs> power of positivity for the week. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I don't like talking about myself, so we're moving on because we are already almost 15 minutes into this episode, and boy, what an episode we've got. Yeah. Um. So jumping into uh the preview for the week, I'm gonna, I actually think I might put time codes in this one, so we'll try that. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but this Sunday is wrestlemania backlash and i am going to be completely honest with you dalton i have since i have remembered and forgotten that this pay-per-view is this weekend so many times uh from thinking it was last weekend to thinking it i think i almost thought it was the week before too but i on paper i think this is a solid card it's not the best one that we've seen lined up it's it's i wouldn't call it you know like a super card or anything but at the same time the my excitement for it and like my intro overall interest in it really went down when they changed the stipulation for the tag match and they turned that into the six man which we'll get to here in a second but the card for wrestlemania backlash and i do want to get like we're not going to do like a full-on game but i do want to do predictions just because out of pure curiosity yeah so we're going to do, we're going to give our predictions for this and we're, let me see, where do we want to start? Okay, there we go. Starting off, I'm just starting out the Wikipedia list of the matches, start at the bottom, work my way up. Bobby Lashley versus Omos, but this time Omos is with MVP. I'm giving this one to Omos just because that MVP edition, like that's got to be the, this will be the second, it's the second match. This will, and then he gets this win back, and then they'll do a third match somewhere down the line. Is what I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Ooh, yeah, it's gonna be hard to not go with Omos on this one. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Omos as well. Okay, we next up is Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. I know there's a lot of people that are very, very down on this feud and down on Moss and Corbin in general. I am not. Um, I did not like. Like, Madcap Moss was doing the super over-the-top obnoxious bit, but he was doing it, like, too well. You know what I mean? Like, to the point, it's like, yes, he's clearly supposed to be annoying, but he's too good at being annoying that he's actually just like, oh, I don't want to watch this guy. Whereas I do think Happy Corbin is, Baron Corbin in general, is one of the most underrated people WWE has. He is so good. He is so good at being unlikable. But for me, at least, he doesn't cross that, like, I don't want to not see him anymore so the this feud has been like this the stuff on smackdown has been like fine for the most part nothing's really stood out to me personally but i'm uh despite thinking that like madcap moss could really use this win as a boost i'm going to corbin and i'm gonna go madcap moss uh i think corbin is definitely at a point in his career where he can eat losses and be fine um, just because I think that his like positioning in the company is very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and I'm going to say this just strictly based on his like work. Um, he very much is kind of our closest thing to a modern day Kane where they know that they can put him in a match and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Like very, like things don't catastrophically go wrong when he's in the ring for the most part. Um, he's, he's a good good person they have that can lose matches and it doesn't hurt them yeah and he's been like that he's been like that for a while yeah like i completely agree anytime you say that he is like one of their like it was the buddy murphy bit but no baron corbin is legit their best kept secret because Mm -hmm. he can he can elicit a crowd response he is very safe like it's uh, i forgot who said it i think it was like lance storm or dean malenko or somebody with like that like pedigree in the business of like no, really watch him. Watch how he puts everybody down. It's always perfectly flat. Like he like the dude is just good at what like he understands the mechanics of like wrestling perfectly. Yeah. Um so yeah, like and that's why he's like he's like Kane cuz like Glenn Jacobs the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like dude just understands how to be safe. And that's a, a very important thing when dealing with this like medium of entertainment. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Madcap with this one, and it's not that I disagree because, like, you're 100 percent correct when you say that WWE can have Baron, like, can have Corbin lose and it does not mean anything for Corbin. But it's just the idea of like, oh, WWE builds stars. Their their philosophy on building stars. Madcap Moss is going to beat the piss out of him for eight minutes. Corbin's gonna cheat to steal the win. But Cat Madcap Moss is gonna look amazing doing it he just won't get the win and that's where that's where i think they're going to be at uh a rematch that i am very excited for like this is a this is something like i'm going to tune into this like just for this match uh we get the rematch from wrestlemania aj styles versus edge uh but damian priest is banned from ringside because at wrestlemania he made the appearance it distracted aj leading to edge getting the win and uh same philosophy as omas i think styles picks up this win but i think it's gonna be finn balor kind of evening the odds and then this that's it's gonna continue there i think that edge is gonna win from outside interference from somebody 
Not Damien Priest, Ooh. but somebody. Oh, yeah, that's that's actually probably... I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to change my pick, but I wish like, I could. Because, like, when you say Damien Priest can't interfere, that's true. Damien Priest can't interfere, but insert name here can. Right. So, like, AJ, it's... I bet almost an exact setup of the same finish from WrestleMania will happen. Except but, it'll be Rhea Ripley. Or somebody or, else, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, or, yeah, or maybe the whole stable, because we've been hearing about this Edge stable for a month now. I don't, Um, well, I mean, it could be the next person. The last, the two remaining rumored names that we know of were Ripley and Champa. But Champa seems like he's doing his stuff with uh, Mustafa Ali. I don't think they're going to intertwine that quite yet. Uh, They could, but I don't think they will. Ripley could be there. They could have, you know, Champa could have just been an early name and then something got replaced. So, yeah, I think you're a I'm going to give you credit there. I think you're 100 percent correct. Yeah. Like, and if I if if I wanted to change, I, I want to change my answer, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, whenever but now I'm you, mad about it. When you make the stipulation that like specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Whenever they talk about cage matches and how nobody can get inside. Somebody's <laughs> just. They still say it, even though, like, every cage match has had interference at this point. Yeah. I also want to point out something that only I could see, because we, we don't record this as video, but whenever you were saying that about Edge's stable, the the light on your monitor, like, you switched web pages or something, and so the light right there, the light reflecting against the wall behind you, was purple. like oh, nice. the Like their lighting. So that was a little weird, and I kind of hate you about it. Um... The six minute tag. I'm the distraction. It's gonna be me. Shh. Don't post this until after <laughs> Sunday. Oh, too bad. This is going up tonight. <laughs> uh, oh my god. That'd be so. You're too excited. You blow your own spot and like don't get into WWE. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> six man tag match. Drew McIntyre and RK Bro taking on the Bloodline. And this is what I was talking about earlier, where this was originally supposed to be RK Bro versus the Usos to unify the tag team championships but then uh the stuff with the contract happened on smackdown drew mcintyre inserted himself roman reigns came out yada 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 so now it's a six-man tag and i don't remember who said it on twitter it may have been sap it may have been Meltzer. i i don't know but like it, it's it was the same thing to me of just like lowering the stakes of the match is a weird choice because this is no longer a unification match. No title is on the line on top of the fact that, okay, so you made such a huge deal of unifying your world championship and it's not even going to be defended on the first pay-per-view. And it's not because the guy's not there. Like we got used to with Brock Lesnar. He's there. He's competing. He's just not defending the title. That kind of sucks. Now, I will say, granted, like, if they're going to build up to the idea that a championship match really means something, uh, that could be interesting. But at this point, Roman has been so dominant, and I really don't see anyone taking it off of him before his match with The Rock at WrestleMania. This is going to be a long year where it comes to world title matches, especially when you look at this card. The Intercontinental Championship match has not been announced yet. The United States Championship match has not been announced yet. So. And at most, there'll be pre-show matches. Yeah. So I'm going with Bloodline just because it's a Roman Reigns match and I don't see him taking an L in any circumstance. Uh, Jimmy's going to get pinned. 
Um, Drew's going to do something to knock out Roman at the very end, and then mm-hmm. Jimmy's going to get pinned. Um, yeah. That's what I see happening, because here's the thing. When you have a dominant champion like this, you got to figure out something to, like, make him look somewhat weak. Or to make, like, they very well, like, this is one that I don't, like, if either group wins or loses, it's whatever to me. Um, But this is the one time that I think you can give Roman a loss that he didn't really take. And it'd be fine. Because... Also, we're now officially hitting the lull of professional wrestling for like the next three months, minus like AEW having a pay-per-view soon. Um, Like, this has always been the lull of the wrestling season, of mainstream wrestling, where we just got off Mania. Um, I think that's a big reason why they call this show WrestleMania Backlash, because they need to try to do something to make people care about this. Um, So, they're going to have the bloodline lose to be like, oh man, Roman took a loss. And then try to build for another pay-per-view or two where you have Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns and then have Roman go over on Drew again. I'm going to counter that. that. Yeah. I'm going to I think you're making a lot of sense and I'm not I'm not saying that you're necessarily wrong cuz you know whenever you say things and I think they're just stupid I tell you they're that you're stupid for saying it. Yeah. That's not one this isn't one of those. But instead what is going to happen is Roman is going to do something cheap to take Drew out of the match. And one of the Usos is going to pin Riddle. That is going to lead to them re-challenging for the unification match. And then Drew is going to want revenge on uh, Roman. Yeah. And that and that and those two matches will happen at whatever the next pay-per-view is. But I don't think if RK-Bro wins, I don't think they push for that unification stipulation like the Usos would. Like Roman Reigns would make them would make the Usos push for. So yeah, that's fair, I guess. I, guess I think, I, I think again, I don't think you were wrong. I, and if I, this is a match that I'm, the one thing that makes me a little bit more excited for is th- of it being a six man over that unification match is that I do think that either team could win here. I think that there is a net 0% chance that Roman Reigns takes a pin. Oh no. Uh, or he he's will... not the one that will lose, but I do think one of the Usos could, could, you know, be pinned here after a, claymore rko floating bro combo yeah. like uh, so you know how great it would be if orton just pinned roman just oh, one of the be... one of the tag champions because again it's one of those things that like randy orton should always be one of those people that's like a viable championship contender at any time yeah no especially coming off of the big like 20 year celebration that yeah. they just did for him. He is 100% in that position. As he should be. Because he is, to me, one of the best to do it. And I'm not just saying that because... He's from here! here. God, that <laughs> drunk bitch. <laughs> um, next up is Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Um, I do not think Cody Rhodes loses a match until he loses a match either for the... Uwu championship or losing the championship itself yeah same cody um i want to see if they can top their mania match um because like even like the fact of how awesome that surprise quote-unquote was um they had a really good match at mania um i want to see if they can top it because it's one of those like it does like honestly feel like Cody Rhodes is trying to hit that 
highest point in his career on this run. Like, I think he wants to knock it out of the way early. Like, he's not getting younger. Let me get, like, I want to see how hard I can take this run. And, like, Rollins is the perfect person to do it again. Rollins is somebody that I don't think can have a bad match when he's on his game. Mm. Um, And, like, the last, since Royal Rumble, that match with Roman... He has just been on some next level shit. Even like the, I really hated the story of the stuff I saw of him trying to get a mania match. Yeah, I thought funny. it was, I thought it was dumb. But I can't say the work in between the ring was, in the ring was bad. No, yeah, I all. mean, and it, it's Seth Rollins. You can really never say that. Yeah. Um, um, I love this feud. I think this is one of the coolest things they've been doing. Just because you have Cody that I think is going to try to like. I think he's has something to prove to himself. Not saying he has to prove anything to the fans. I think to himself, he's like, all right, cool. Because uh, he could just show up, do the good brother type match of little bit, little bit, finish, and go home because he is the a he's the former AEW guy. But I think he's really trying to prove a point with this. To say that, like, no, I am as good as you should think I am. Yeah. Like, I think he is trying to prove that he is one of the top wrestlers in the world right now. No, 100%. If you're going to try to do that, having Seth Rollins across the ring from you is pretty much a godsend. Because, like like we've said before, he's very, very good yeah. as well. And then, lastly listed on here is the an I Quit match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship as Charlotte Flair defends against Ronda Rousey. And I cannot imagine a world in which Ronda Rousey actually says the words I Quit. Uh, bull beside, nope, can't make, I'm not going to make that joke. That joke was, except when she, except when she's talking about her UFC. Yeah. Or, um, or after, uh, WrestleMania 35 (laughs) or almost after Royal Rumble 2022. Let me, let me rephrase. Let me, let me rephrase that. I do not see a world in which the character presented on (laughs) WWE television, Ronda Rousey says the words, I quit. Yeah, because um, that was real easy. Because I was like, I mean, she kind of did do it after Holly Holmes knocked her out of block off, and then she kind of did it when Amanda Nunes knocked her block off, and then she cried on Ellen, and then yeah, like there's a lot of times she yeah, probably no, said it, just not in front of us, <laughs> but not for not not in this context. Um, yeah, I also have a conspiracy theory for you, and it's kind of a shitty one, and I don't like that I have this thought. But if you notice, there's no Raw Women's Championship match on the Mm -hmm. card. I am willing to bet that is because Rousey and or Charlotte didn't want to be upstaged again. Because when you're talking about a women's match from WrestleMania, which one are you talking about? Not theirs. Yeah. And again, like, the first all-women's main event was really overshadowed by the next women's main event of Bianca and Sasha the not following year but the year after mm-hmm. in 2021 because those two like again Bianca is probably the best pure athlete in the women's division that WWE has no I, no she is the best pure athlete in the women's division that WWE has like and no offense to anybody else it's not even close because like her pedigree of just being an athlete is second yeah. to none and the collegiate put, track records that she holds alone yeah. kind of prove your point yeah like 
and the people that she has been working with have only made her better. Um, and that Becky match this year was whoo nuts, so freaking good. Oh, it's so yeah. good. I don't think it was as good as her and Sasha, but man, you don't get much better than her and Sasha last year at Mania. Like, no. like that should be an all-time Mania classic. Like when people talk about best matches, that should probably be up in the like top twenty. Yeah. So, is, am I safe to write down Rousey for your pick? Who's current champion? Yeah, it's Charlotte. Yeah, that's good because I'm going to show you the picture. I already wrote it down. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so that is WrestleMania backlash. That's going to be this Sunday, which, by the way, if you're listening to this in the United States, which I think all of our listeners are, um, Sunday is Mother's Day. So if you're listening to this Friday morning, Thursday night, Friday night, get something for your mom. Yeah. Text get her, her, call her, get her something nice. So get this her is card. your. Yeah. Yeah, this is don't wait until the morning of to run to Walmart because everything's going to be picked over and you're going to get like a huge, like just a weird, funny one that she's just going to be like, oh, okay. So, yeah. probably keep that in mind, get, everybody. Probably need to get Debbie a Def Leppard album, like vinyl. <laughs> My mom rocks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I need i need to i need to be perfectly clear i wasn't laughing at the idea of that i was laughing at one that's accurate and two yes your mom does rock <laughs> I, I have i've met her once and she is awesome yeah so but yeah that is a that's wrestlemania backlash so let us know what you think of the show let us know who you th- do do you agree with our picks do you think we're wrong let us know hit us up we like to talk wrestling um and then into the news of the week starting off with a couple of a bummer stories let me get the notes written down. There's got to be a better way to do this. I'm sure there is. But you know what? We're trying something new for the first time. We're experimenting. A uh, bunch of contract news. A bunch of unfortunate contract news as well. Uh, we'll start things off with the AEW contracts expiring for a number of people, uh, including Marco Stunt, Joey Janela, Jack Evans. And one that a lot of people were very surprised by uh, was Stu Grayson from The Dark Order. Because the, you know, on Saturday at CCW, Marco, as part of his promo, mentioned that as of midnight, April 30th, he would be a free, he was becoming a free agent. And Joey Janela has been very open about his contract not being picked back up. Uh, Jack Evans had, had taken to Twitter to mention that his contract also hadn't been picked up. But as the roster page on AEW's website got updated, it was uh Stu Grayson also got taken down and a bunch of people were like oh well clearly that was a mistake like at some point he apparently had two profiles listed so oh well oh it's just something went wrong something something's off but no it turns out that his contract actually did expire um they tr- they were in negotiations but they couldn't reach an agreement by May 1st so he is no longer a member of the AEW roster that said, the I think it was Fightful reported that the it's not like it's a permanent door close that he could come back. He could resign somewhere down the down the road. Mm-hmm. But uh, honestly, like I think Stu Grayson is someone who is also incredibly underrated. He is so very talented. I love him in the Evil Uno vlogs. Oh, like, he's I, so know, great. I, I know I've sent you a couple of them just to be like, no, you have to watch this because like his gym ratings are fantastic. Yeah. And, and any time he's on a toy vlog, I, oh, yeah. I'm so happy. I lo- like he's it's one of those things like, man, it's weird that they weren't able to reach an agreement on anything at the moment. Like, 
Hopefully they do because I feel like he's a really big part of that Dark Order. Like, I he's one of my like. Well, no, they're all my favorite in the Dark Order. It's like picking your favorite <laughs> child. You can't. Um, but yeah, no, that's the like that like they're all bummers because I do like all four of those talents that you said: Stunt, Janella, um, Evans, Evans, and and Grayson. But it's like, man, that's somebody that you've been using for a while. Like, in that stable as a whole. So, like, I hope that they, I hope they get them. Yeah. And honestly, like, I'm, I still am a little bitter about, I'm not going to speak for Marco in any sense, but just, like, the idea that he wanted to prove himself as, like, being an asset to the company and just kind of getting ghosted the way it seemed like he did. Uh, Don't sit right with me. The fact we never got a Marco action figure, don't sit right with me, but that's all i'm gonna say on that because annoying and i like i said i'm not gonna speak for him and i'm also very excited though that he's gonna be in that wrestling code game so that's that's gonna be dope because again like that game looks like it's gonna be really good like just with the tech demo stuff like it doesn't Mm -hmm. look perfect but it's an indie developing it's an indie developed game and it's 3d so like yeah it'll uh, be it'll be good well and we got more video game news coming up but before we do uh excuse me very much uh because and these aren't it's worth pointing out these weren't releases these were just the contracts were expired and they didn't get renewed it's not like they had time cut from them unlike in nxt where they released 10 people uh earlier this week and i have the full list here it is going by okay the list of names includes blair baldwin mila milani Vish Kanya, Draco Anthony, Raylan Devine, Persia Parada, Harland, Dexter Loomis, Dakota Kai, and Malcolm Bivens. And that is a surprising few names. Um, a couple of the people hadn't been featured on NXT, their developmental uh, talents. Yeah. Um, or And they haven't been, you know, heavily used. Like some of them had made appearances on stuff like nxt level up and and nxt itself but they weren't like established characters uh persia parada that's a weird one because she was in the middle her and dexter loomis both like they were in a story like they were they were doing stuff with indy hartwell and um uh duke hudson yeah because i was i didn't see like again because i just and it's the joke of me not like watching nxt 2.0 but I saw the thing of them like mentioning it between. Yeah, they basically she was looking at her ring. He tried to like hit on her, and she told him to f off. Yeah, because they each lost their respective like. Well, Indy Hartwell and Dexter lost Loomis her husband. Got, got married on t- NXT TV in one of the only successful wrestling weddings of all time, and or only only exist. Oh, I, my brain is off. I'm sorry. I'm giving up on that thought. On that thought, we're pulling the one emergency of the, eject. The, one of the one of the only successful weddings in WWE history that on is, screen weddings. That's yeah. That's what I was. That's what I was going for. And my brain yeah. just completely was just like, "Hey, uh, bye," and then just gone. So that one is surprising. Malcolm Bivens. Holy hell! I don't. Uh, I'm so frustrated. Because they had him for so long, and they did ultimately so little with him. Yeah, they did 
a they had him do um veer and his tag team partner who i'm blanking on his name he's with grayson now yeah. uh grayson waller they they had him with that for a little bit they did the initial diamond mine everyone got fired from that then they bring in the new diamond mine and he's great in that role and then they cut him uh, although it does sound like that apparently both he and Dakota Kai had made it pretty clear that they were not going to re-sign when their deals did come up. So it is a it's it's a bummer to see. I'm I can't wait to see where he lands next. He is someone that like AEW is the easy answer just because of the the amount of managers that AEW utilizes. You got to think that he is a immediate fit. And what I love about Twitter is people are just like, oh, Malcolm Bivens needs to manage insert name here. But the one that I want to see is literally everyone. Yeah. If you tell me a name, I want Malcolm Bivens in their corner. Have him cheer for both people like that one ECW match where Sabu and RVD wrestled each other and Fonzie was like on both of their sides. Yeah. Um, Here's the one I want the most. Only because what they wanted didn't happen, and I think that this would be an amazing fit, if you think about it a little bit. Um, FTR didn't get Bret Hart, potentially. Mm -hmm. Give him Stokely Hathaway. (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. Just, why, like, why not? What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing? You mean that, like... He's just going to put him over the whole time and be fucking funny. Like, it's going to be great. You know who's going to be really funny? To, like, Brandon Cutler is going to try some bullshit. And Stokely Hathaway is going to hit him with a stunner. And then, like, and then act like he's Andre. <laughs> oh, the kill him. And then Andre, the, like, act like he's Andre the Giant. It'll be great. Why? Why do we hate fun, Asa? Just put him with FTR. Just put him with FTR. Again, put him with everybody. And also, it's easy to act like Andre the Giant when you're three inches taller than him. So, <laughs> it, you know, yeah, it's 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 apt. But uh, the other one that I... the Obviously, like, the biggest names were Dexter, Bivens, Kai, and Harland. Just because Harland was the... the remember the hype surrounding him as he's the next Brock Lesnar? Yeah. You know, what a big deal Harland is going to be. And, that, and then they gave him the weird silent Heidenreich joe gacy follower thing and then now he's just gone like i remember talking to hunter about you know he's like when did gacy get druids i was like oh yeah no maybe harlan's you know harlan just he wasn't there which is weird but did he just get married he got time off for that nope (laughs) he got time off yeah he got a lot of time off Uh, so uh also worth noting that these are these are nxt contracts so everybody on this list has a 30 day non-compete so we could be seeing some of these uh, some of these names sooner rather than later. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Don. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, I just, it's one of, the, so also there's like weird reports going out now, which like I, we talk about reports if it's a good source, but like some of the things I'm seeing now is that like NXT has this weird, like if you don't in like, if we don't see vast improvements in 90 days, like you're pretty much on the chopping block and stuff like that. And it's like, you can do that if it's a just strictly developmental. If they were doing it like old, um, not FCW, but FCW, but like Deep South or OVW, whenever they had that territory as the like, you could do that. But whenever you're on national television, I mm-hmm. think if you're giving yourself a 90 day window, you're kind of stunting yourself where they got rid of somebody like Dexter Loomis and like 
I always liked Dexter Loomis. I thought he did exactly what that character was supposed to be perfectly right away. Like, yeah. that just nailed it, done. And NXT was a good place to do a goofy-ass gimmick like that. Like, yeah, they did have Gargano, Ciampa, Balor, Owens, uh, Sami Zayn. But then you also have, like, Adam Rose, No Way Jose. Like, they did develop a lot of really fun characters. And Dexter Loomis, it wasn't fun. Like, the character itself wasn't a fun-loving character. But I had fun watching him. Um, yeah. You were, you were sports entertained. Yeah, I was very sports entertained by Dexter Loomis. And, like... He's he's good in the ring, like he's not bad. It's it's a really baffling one where it's like, did you not have something for this guy, or was everything he did just very much based around the way? And once they called up Theory and Larray got pregnant and Johnny's contract expired, like did you just have nothing past that? Because Indy's still there, you still have his work wife there. Like there's things you could have done. That was and they a were still doing. And he was in a story with them. Like, it, you know, they clearly could have gone somewhere because it almost like they were it looked like they were going into another odd couple tag team where it would be him and Duke Hudson. Like teaming together is where it seemed like that's where that was going. And then it just, yeah, well, clearly we'll we will never know now. So it's it. Yeah, it's it's very odd. And like you said, the the obviously i don't know we we really don't know no the, we don't know anything it's the, super the important 90, note. yeah that 90 day thing i think makes a lot more sense for incoming trainees mm -hmm. i think we're not going to see a ton of it for the people that are on screen now if we do we won't going forward so like let's say in another three months they cut a few more people that are regularly on tv like i hate to say it but like Look at the the tournament for the the NXT Women's Breakout tournament. Mm -hmm. Those are some like someone who loses in the first round there, depending on you know that those could be names that we see get released. Yeah, uh, which sucks, and I'm not obviously I'm not wishing for that, but it it could be a thing where it's like okay, this person isn't coming along like we wanted to, so we we're gonna have these people in the wings to kind of fill in the gaps. I think we're gonna see more of that as like. Okay, especially now that they're signing people who aren't indie wrestlers, like they're just signing like athletes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're not clicking like we need you to, so we're not going to pursue your contract. So I think we're going to see a lot more incoming classes of people, or maybe they'll stop reporting when they do bring people in. And those are the ones that are going to be more likely to be cut with this 90 day, you know, uh, evaluation or whatever it is, performance evaluation than actual like on-screen roles that they're investing time and money into for music and gear and stuff like that yeah but again that is pure speculation that makes sense to me than just like yeah you know uh carmelo hayes you, you did that amazing no look springboard leg drop uh on a, a suspended person but uh yeah you're not clicking right or you know grayson waller you did the front flip on prettier <laughs> cats yeah <laughs> okay um but you know i don't think we're going to see people like that really getting cut as much at least i hope not i also hope that you know i don't want to see really anybody lose their job because that sucks so yeah and um, like it's just one of those things whenever you see that report and you're like well that's a weird way to go about things but also i'm not in charge of that company so i can't really say one way or the other right and other nxt other NXT contract news, Roderick Strong 
has apparently asked for his release. And I want I, I I made the joke on Twitter. His best friends all leave the company. Nothing. His wife leaves the company. Nothing. He loses Malcolm Bivens. He immediately wants out. That is the line. I'm done. Um, yeah. Which can you blame him? And in seriousness, can you blame him for not wanting to, to stay there when he has been, you know, so Undisputed Era ends. That's fine. Whatever. That, that can't last forever. But then, okay, we're going to do this thing with Diamond Mine. And then they fire everybody in Diamond Mine. So then they do Diamond Mine 2.0. And okay, then we're going to we're gonna have you be the Cruiserweight champion and the focal point of the Cruiserweight division. Oh, hey, by the way, we are ending the Cruiserweight championship and killing the Cruiserweight division. So it, it, he's been in a, in a particularly bad spot. Although apparently he also just recently re-signed his contract. So he has apparently quite a bit of time left on his and i think it was again i think it was fightful talking about like he's still being super professional he's still you know going along with creative stuff he's but they're they have told him that they're not going to let him go because he factors into creative plans going forward whether that's going to be on nxt whether they do eventually put him up on the main roster obviously remains to be seen but yeah i mean it's one of those like imagine just sitting on roderick strong and being like yeah, we don't really have much for you. How? <laughs> it just, it seems so obvious, right? Yeah, and he's, I think he is the last, like, of those NXT, like, black and gold NXT people that are still there. Like, in NXT, like, yeah, we do have, like, Big E and Seth Rollins and all of them are on the main roster, but, like, I'm talking, like, currently on NXT, I think he's, like, the last one. Yeah, he might be. I I would have to look into that. Like a bit more, him but. and Io Shirai, like those are really the two like mainstays that I'm like, oh no, they're still there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm running through my head of just like, and it's like, they, yeah, I really can't think of because they just got rid of Champa. Yeah, Ch- they just lost Champa Gargano not that long ago, and yeah, it's there's few. Well, we'll look more into that later because I'm going to focus on this way too much, way too long, um, because we still have a bunch more to talk about. And we are closing in on an hour and I don't want to hold you all here longer than we really need to, because I am a professional. I hope you didn't wreck your car when you immediately started laughing out loud when I heard when you heard me say that. Uh, Let's see, what was next up? What do we want to do? Uh, Okay, so this is one that was a little bit of a roller coaster for... <laughs> for fans of the dark side of the ring because we got notification that or there was a story that broke that the dark side of the ring was not renewed for a fourth season by vice uh that came from i think that original report came from dave Meltzer. i should have looked into that more but it was i didn't because again i'm bad at this wow i'm so why are you all listening to this i love y'all for doing it but it's all why? me it's me. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm God. The, I'm the, oh, God, I'm, you're the highlight? Oh, yeah. and now I'm going to sink into a deep despair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, um, Meltzer, it was Meltzer. I found this thanks to WrestleTalk.com. Uh, in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Meltzer summarized the recent controversy surrounding the show, writing, even though Dark Side of the Ring was the most popular show in the history of this station, it was not renewed for a fourth season. There was so much controversy coming off the plane ride from Hell Story. 
quote, because they were relying on memories of people from 20 years ago, and there were multiple flights back from Europe where guys were drunk and out of control, but the famous one didn't have Vince McMahon or Linda McMahon on the flight, although people on that flight told them that they were. There were also complaints from Rob Van Dam, Tommy Dreamer, and Jim Ross about how they were depicted on that episode, claiming to have been taken out of context. Ross had questioned appearing on the show going forward publicly. So it sounded like the fallout from the Plane Ride from Hell episode led to Vice not wanting to take any more chances on it. In fact, it was already announced that, uh, this is from the same article from WrestleTalk, The Rock co-founded Seven Bucks Productions with Danny Garcia in 2012, uh, let's see. It was also pointed out that Evan Hudson, e- Evan Husney, and Jason Eisner of Dark Side of the Ring and Dwayne Johnson's Seven Bucks Productions are set to produce a new series for Vice covering the territory days of wrestling. So it sounded like, okay, well, Vice isn't like firing these guys, but they're not going forward with Dark Side of the Ring. Instead, they're working on this thing about the territory days. Well, then a couple days later, Vice TV actually announced, uh, I'm pulling this from Cultaholic by Aiden Gibbons, following the rumors of the show's cancellation, Vice TV have announced they are as committed as ever to both Dark Side of the Ring and the wider Dark Side franchise. Quote, we've heard some rumors flying around about season four of Dark Side of the Ring. We are as committed as ever to both the series and the broader Dark Side franchise. Evan and Jason are hard at work making more content that we know our fans of the series will love. Stay tuned, uh, Vice TV tweeted. Now, Dalton, we talked a little bit about uh, this before the show. Uh, Actually, real quick, the next paragraph of this. Dark Side of the Ring, nor Dark Side of Football, or Dark Side of the 90s were mentioned by Vice when their 22-23 programming slate was revealed last week. So, to me, I think that this is... They're going to take some time to let it cool off get some distance from the plane ride from hell episode, maybe work with them kind of restructuring a little bit, but I bet we don't see season four until after they finish up with this project over the territories. So I don't think that it's, you know, outright, they're they're not outright canceling it. They're say they want to go back to it, but I do think that it, it, it's going to be a while until we see it. Yeah. And that's kind of like, it was, and it's what we kind of talked about in our pre-show, uh, which we don't record at all, so it was kind of pointless bringing it up. But, like, I've watched a lot of the dark side of, just because, like, I like watching documentaries, and if I'm going to watch it, might as well uh, be like, hey, this is what was messed up with it. So I do watch a lot of the dark side stuff. I do like the dark side of the 90s a lot, but that, yeah. I, they, Vice really likes making wrestling comment, content. Because, like, even before Dark Side of the Ring, they were doing that independent wrestling series that I, like, told you about that had Austin Theory and stuff like that on it. Like, and I actually really do like when Vice does wrestling. I hope they stay in that genre. Yeah. Um, I totally get, like, Dark Side of the Ring had a very big shelf life before the wrestling world be started wrestling worlding it. Because this was going to happen. The whole, like, Rob Van Dam, uh, Jim Ross thing... That was going to happen because they it is such a tight-knit group of people. The second people start getting outed and they feel like they were misrepresented, it takes one very notable person to say, I don't think I was represented properly on that show. And that show, whether it be fair or not, ends, loses instant credibility. Because yeah, and I think it was even I think it was even Tony Schiavone mentioned he hadn't done it. He 
he had either been approached to do it or he said he would turn it down if they asked pretty much for those same reasons. Like he was like, I don't really have an interest in, in doing something like that. Yeah. And again, like whenever you're like there, there wasn't, there's never been a non-controversial topic of dark side of the ring, but when you're dealing with people that are still alive and making very bold claims with, and again, with people that these memories are more than 20 years old and, I'm not defending anybody that they made a claim against, but there is a big difference between the plane ride from hell and the heat you could get from that versus Nick Gage, where like nobody's going to say I felt misrepresented on the Nick Gage episode because Nick Gage was the only person incriminating himself. Like, whereas like you start getting with these other ones that had actual lawsuits against them and like court cases and stuff like that, it starts getting really dodgy and, and again, in wrestling, if one person questions your credibility or your representation of them, that really does kind of put a, a big hole in that Titanic ship. Um, it's quite the iceberg, if you will. Um, that being said, I love I love the series, and I hope they do something. They did the the like they did like a Lucha Libre uh, documentary series. They did deathmatch stuff before the Nick Gage, like before Dark Side of the Ring. They did deathmatch stuff. Um, they did the independent wrestling. Like I like when Vice covers wrestling, and I so I hope they keep covering wrestling in some way, shape, or form. Well, we know they are because, like I said, they're they're working with the Rock's production company to get this show um, going over the territories, and then you know we'll see how that lands, and then I'm sure we will hear something official about Dark Side of the Ring for season four, excuse me, within like a year. Like once they're finished over with this series, I feel like that's when they'll announce that they're that that is going to be their next project. So, uh, real quick note from WrestleTix on Twitter: uh, pre-sale for AEW Forbidden Door was went live today, and they sold out like almost immediately. They were releasing tickets in batches, uh, including limited view, and like all of that stuff is gone. They held a number of tickets for general purchase that i think they said go live tomorrow but if you weren't on that pre-sale good luck to you because that is gone and i can't say that i'm at all surprised at this like yeah. this is this is a huge show it's gonna it's that that will so show will sell out it, it's gonna be all out all over again or not all out all in all over again yeah um no so, yeah. absolutely not at all uh, surprising there. And then last bit of news for the week is another pretty big one that I am firmly in the keeping an eye on stage, but not holding my breath stage, if that makes sense. Uh, and that is Freddie Prinze Jr. has announced that he has interest and funding in place to start a professional wrestling company. Um, he announced this on his, and he did a breakdown on his actual podcast, that it's it, it's a there's a there's just bullet points that i'm going to read from but it is incredibly interesting because from what he's talking about like it, it could be super cool uh but for his promotion the plans that he has in place he wants to start in about 18 months he wants a two-hour show he says he has the money for a three-year plan he wants storylines based in reality Men and women given equal time wants to own the space it's filmed in. He wants it to be a SAG show 
Uh, and he does not have a TV contract yet, but he does intend on getting one. So this is on his podcast. It's Wrestling with Freddy. The episode titled is I'm Starting a Wrestling Company. So for those of you who don't know, like the biggest takeaways there are, to me at least, is I love the idea that he wants to own the space it's filmed in so he doesn't have to worry about, you know, dealing with building management and scheduling, stuff like that. Uh, that and that he wants it to be a SAG show. That is, a, and for those of you who don't know, SAG is the Screen Actors Guild, which provides healthcare benefits. It's it's a huge deal about, you know, it's it's essentially making it a union show. Which, if this is the first unionized pro wrestling show, the only word for that is historic. Like that would be incredible. Yeah, so I'm ex- I am hesitantly excited about how this can go. Um if everything goes the way that he wants, it'll be a good 3-year project. I hope it's successful for him so it goes longer than 3 years cuz again, innovation inspires change and if Freddie Prince Jr can get this off the ground, we could see WWE and AEW having to do almost the same thing. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this could, this could, it has the potential to be revolutionary. It has the potential to fizzle out and be nothing. Um, I am reminded of the wrestling revolution project. Now that said, if, if, for those of you who don't know, that was like a Kickstarter project that he filmed a bunch of stuff and. It never actually got released, and it, it's a fascinating thing. That's actually something I want to see a dark side episode on. Eventually. Oh yeah, that give. I want to buy <laughs> series just on that if it fails. Because again, do you remember the like Jericho thing where they had like a money guy and they did like a weird tape thing and Gallows and Anderson was in Gallows and Anderson were involved in all that. Yeah, and like I want, yeah, like that's also one of those like I want like kind of a deep dive thing on that too, just as like yeah. a whole. I think we were supposed to get one. I remember talking about it a while back, like maybe a couple of years ago, but I, I don't remember anymore. But no, this is a this is a big thing, and I like you know obviously men and women given equal time. That is awesome. Uh, I think a two hour show is kind of perfect. Like three hours is way too long. I think everybody agrees on that. Watching Raw um, storylines based in reality gonna need some expansion on what that actually means, Dalton. I don't mean to alarm you, but there is a killer right behind you. Oh, amazing! Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. This adorable killer, though. My 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 whole world's on fire right now, um, and that's why I haven't been talking. And I'll tell you why off, but like my world, like everything right now is burning around me, and my phone won't stop. Oh no, it's fine. I am not in okay. any kind of trouble. I was like, do we? I was like, do we need to wrap up? Cause or do you need to go? Cause we. No, I can... no, my like, <laughs> but my uh, my phone's connected to my computer, and like Facebook's all connected, so I just keep getting notification after notification over things that kind of vaguely respond to me, but don't really mm-hmm. like. It's a whole thing, and there are two people you. that are super close to me and you that's fucking loving it, and I want to punch them both. Uh, All right. Well, yeah. we'll 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 deal with that here in a minute. Um, because for right now, we we don't have a whole lot else to go off of from the uh, the Freddie Prince story. So instead, we're going to move on to the final segment of the night. Uh, a couple things that I am very very excited to talk about, including uh, the new AEW Fight Forever news. Uh, we got a little soundbite out of the investors' call about a possible RPG game, and then 
some other very very fun thing for me um but we'll start oh, what do we start we'll start with the, the the wwe says that they're working on a rpg and i know there's already that one wrestling rpg that has been announced that is using like andre and macho man and people like that but a wwe based rpg could be incredibly interesting but i need more information before i let myself get too excited just because like is this going to be a console rpg or what i'm assuming it's going to be is a mobile game i i fuck with wwe mobile games i thought she was right behind my head i felt my hair move Um, (laughs) again world that must be nice uh you're welcome anyway (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, like I, I fuck with their mobile games. I like WWE's mobile, mobile games a lot. So like, I'll probably pick it up. Uh, yeah, it's whatever. If it's a $5 RPG on my phone, like we'll go. If it's like a $60 RPG on my console, I'll pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless like, I'm just here that it's the greatest thing ever. See, you say pass, but I guarantee you, like, you'll see a trailer and just be like, no, oh, here's what's. Right. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to announce a super card set that I'm like, oh, but if I get that, that'll get me to the next tier in super card. So that's worth $60 because I get a game with it, too, because oh. <laughs> I get a game with it, too. It's not like I'm just spending $60 on the mobile game. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, most exciting thing for me, and this isn't even like a long story that we can talk about a lot, um, but Up, Up, Down, Down teased their return and since has since made it official. Up, Up, Down, Down is so incredibly important to me because, one, I'm a huge fan of Austin Creed slash Xavier Woods. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that channel. The Uno playlist, the the Uno series with Departy was some of my favorite content. It was absolutely heartbreaking whenever that got broken up. Uh, the same thing with, like, when when Breeze became such an, uh, an important part of that channel and then he getting released... Like, that sucks so bad, because you had Battle of the Brands, you had Departy with Uno, it, it, it's, it sucked. And then they just stopped making videos for a while, because it turns out they weren't making any money off of it. They were essentially doing all that work for free, is what the report said. So it was just like, holy hell, we were being absolutely spoiled with this amazing content, and they weren't getting, they weren't getting rewarded for it, and that sucked. Yeah. So... I'm hoping that uh, this is that that has been rectified. I'm hoping that everybody involved in this is getting duly compensated, including Creed because he does so much. Um, but he posted a short little it's like a full three minute video announcing that they were coming back that when they posted that first continue question mark and the nine, I thought it was going to be a daily countdown, but it wasn't. It was like every 10 minutes. And then they released that video and I was just like, oh my God, it's, it's back They're So they're, I don't, we don't know what they're doing. They've already done a live stream where he went through and made King zero in 2k 22. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to see. And, um, but we do know that Tekken is going to be involved tomorrow night, Friday night, Friday the 6th. So that is something that I'm going to watch just the second it goes live if I can. And I'm so excited that up, up, down, down is back. And then the last story of the night, and again, something that I am super excited for. Uh, We talked about this last week, but the new AEW Fight Forever news. uh, We got that live stream. Uh, I think arguably the biggest news coming out of it is... The biggest news coming out of it is uh, that the airport broke Evil Uno's PlayStation 5. 
Those sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Oh, Lord. That is how you know Evil Uno is the nicest person, because he was able to do the stream and was not in jail. Because, like, I probably would have been in jail. Um, but no, we got tra- two new trailers for Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose. I'm super excited for them to be in the game. Uh, I thought the trailers looked good. The The character models, to me, looked a little bit better. Um, it still kind of has that art style, but it's not as exaggerated as like the very early stuff. Mm-hmm. My biggest knock on it is the, the hit pause. Like anytime a strike landed... I got to think that's something that can be toned down and turned down in the final product because, you know, they're, if they're still shooting for a September release, uh, there's still time to polish. There's still time to fine tune. And I mean, Granted, that's we, that's something you can fix almost on the fly because that's almost kind of like stuff that 2K is doing now. Like it's not yeah. it was never nearly as bad as that was, but mm-hmm. that was also a finished game and they're tweaking it as they go. Like they're still tweaking like weapon hits in 2K22. Like, they're, like, slowing down and speeding up, like, things like that. Yeah. Like, on the fly. So, yeah, no, that's... It It was pretty jarring to see, because it was pretty, like, ooh, that's weird. But also, they can fix it. Yeah. So, it, but, again, there's... Uh, there There's... I, I'm excited for it. I think that this is just going to be a fun game to play. It's not going to be... It may not be the end-all, be-all wrestling experience... But if it's like a new No Mercy, that's all I can really ask for. Yeah. So, um, Fightful Select did put out a report about some of it. I'm not because that's paywall content. I'm not going to report on that um, or quote that. But one thing that I've since seen been aggregated is that apparently Kenny Omega's injury and him taking time off was almost like a blessing in disguise because of how much he's been able to help out with the game since then. So. That is super cool to see, and I'm very, very excited for it. And as uh, we get more information for it, we'll continue to talk about it because I, we like video games. We like wrestling. We like wrestling video games. It's awesome. And you know what else is awesome, Dalton? What? The people listening to this. Oh, Thank they're you the guys. Best. They're the absolute <laughs> best. I'm Thank sorry. So- I'm sorry my whole world went to fire like the last quarter of the show because this is legitimately like. And we'll cover it. We This is something we're going to cover next week. Um, I'm already sure of it, but I am personally affected by it and just everything all at once. All right. Well, let me wrap up the show because now I want to know what it is. We yeah. will talk to you all next week. Um, but thank you guys so very much for listening to the to us. Um, I, I genuinely can't tell you what it means to... to um, look at the numbers and even like it's... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real with everybody. We're not setting the number, the world on fire with the number of listens that we get each week. But I don't care. I'm not doing this to get famous. I'm not doing this because I want, you know, hundreds of people to listen to us every week. I, I appreciate you that are here. Yeah. And it, it I like to talk to wrestling. I like to talk with Dalton. It's it's fun. This is just fun for me. It's cathartic. It's a good catch-up session for us. And the fact that anybody at all listens is just, it, it's, it, it means so much to me. Okay, I won't be able to put that into words. Um, so thank you very much. And the final rigmarole, of course, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the show at nerdiest part, twitter.com slash nerdiest part. If you want to follow me, I am at the five star man with the number five. If you want to follow Dalton, that is Mr. D Anthony N P O T R all on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much. I keep saying that, but it's because I keep feeling it and I appreciate y'all. So, uh, have a good week. 
Be safe, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and as always, watch more wrestling.